Introducing MetroTap for iOS and Android. The best way to connect and network with others with just a tap. MetroTap allows you to instantly show your social media, music, payment platforms, and contact information just by tapping your phone. MetroTap can be used by anyone in any industry, and the other person you're networking with does not need the app to receive your information. Customize your profile with MetroTap Direct to instantly met someone to your Instagram. MetroTap also comes with a personal QR code, which is perfect for events and websites. Anyone can use it with and without the app. So why not take the work out of network and download MetroTap now? But when you are a guard and you can pull on from 30, there is very little that can be done with you. And that is the case with Stephen Curry. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back, welcome back to the Staley English and Kurt Show. I'm your man, Coach English, and I'm back in the building uh, after a long, long uh, break and time off with my guy, Coach Staley. Coach Kurtz is out today. Um, Coach Staley, how's it been, my good brother? It's been um, really too long, right? So it's been too long. I want to apologize to our listeners for taking some break. But it is really good to be back in the juke. This is our first time back in the juke in over a year. Over a year. Over a year. So it's it's really, really good to be back. And this time we're giving you our word. We're going to give you continuous content. Yep. We're not going to stop this time no matter what we go through. So what you've been doing since the break, though, like what's been kind of your since you've been off? Because it was a year and some change now. I think our last show was what, November? Uh, I'm, yeah. Whoa. I think it might have been November, but I mean, I know it was right before basketball season started. Yeah. So that's it. You know, we had a extremely challenging basketball season abbreviated for most October 22nd. Mine's mine's was extremely, well, that was right before tryouts. Right before so, tryouts. So yeah. mine's was extremely abbreviated. The championship shout out to coach Dustin Curtis and staff and the Falcons of AC floor for winning the, um, if I'm not mistaken, the first ever Football state championship for AC Florida High School. I'm almost certain it was the first one. If not, forgive me. It feels <laughs> like the first one because I don't remember when they ever won one. <laughs> so, you know, shout out to Dustin Curtis and his staff administration, Dr. Ed Moore and the athletic director over there for for um, doing a great job of, of those young men bringing something to the community we'd never had before. But that's just kind of been it. Like, you know, willing and dealing within a pandemic, uh, being a dad, trying to be the best husband I can possibly be and, you know, trying my best to be a person and not focus on politics, not focus on a lot of the craziness that's going in the world. And, um, you know, just give out love, man. We've, we've been, 
we've been like drowned with negativity and, 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 and various social issues mm-hmm. that still has to be faced. It still has to be fixed. It still has to be adjusted in, 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 in areas. We have so much growth we still need to um, achieve, but just trying to, trying to, trying to be positive, man. And, and, and put a spin on life. We're doing a little bit of travel by basketball right now with um, two of my three sons, two ones that are old enough. So we've just been really busy trying to keep myself busy. Like you said, and, trying to stay as healthy as possible if, you know, doing what we can do. Other than that, that's it, brother. That's it. <laughs> that's it. We got a real special guest on the show today. We got a special guest. Yeah, this guest is going to kick off one of our first episodes on a series that we're going to do called Women in Leadership. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's very, very important. I think having strong women in leadership is very important for our society, especially American society, you know, society. We, we need very strong women in leadership. And I think we have one on the show today that's going to give us some great insight. Um, if you don't mind, I can go ahead and introduce. Yeah, go ahead and introduce you guys. Okay. So I've known this um, phenomenal woman for over 10 years now for a long time. I remember, she um, has a very strong resume. She's currently uh, an athletic director. She has experience in um, being a head track coach, <laughs> even um, a, a head basketball coach. I know she's coached some basketball. She's a tremendous person. She's a tremendous parent. Um, she's a graduate of South Carolina State University. Shout out to South Carolina State, my school, um, HBCUs, holding it down. And without further ado, we're going to introduce Miranda. Don't call her Miranda. Nicole (laughs) Scott. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. Thank you for that great introduction, Josh. (laughs) It took me about four weeks to put that together. Yeah, that's about Uh, waiting. Yeah, she's one of. (laughs) Few friends I have actually, I'm sitting with two of the few friends I have that you actually can't talk about me behind my back when I'm not around. So Miranda's one of Miranda Miranda. I don't want to call her Miranda. I'm not gonna mess with you on this show. Nicole is one of the rare, true one of the rare friends I have that I know you can't talk trash about me behind my back. But we are really glad. You sacrificed some time to get on the show with us, and we got to, I think we have a very interesting topic. So uh, what's been going on with you before we get started? Oh, man, just, you know, trying to get through spring sports. Uh, this year has really been a roller coaster on this side of athletics, um, I, but I have a great staff that's been, you know, adjusting. I think everybody has, and um, we've been able to see some success. Uh we talked about the state championship team. We had our girls basketball team win back to that state championship. So that was really great. And that was a, you know, kind of a light in this COVID year because they just kind of set the bar and, and like, you know, this can be done in this time, just like you spoke about Justin and their perseverance on their way to go get there. I believe it was the first state championship. And I know like the first one for Richmond won in like 50 years, I think. So that was really major for the district, and I, I'm just super excited um, to be a part of that. Um, so, yeah, but just teaching, being an athletic director, and just trying to, you know, see it through to the end of the year. 
Amen. Amen. So what we're going to do, coach, we're going to go ahead and jump right into our questions, get right into our topic. We won't, we won't delay any longer. And like I said, this is kicking off a series of, um, on a topic of called women in leadership. And one of the first things I want to ask you as cliche as it may sound, um, how important is it to have women in leadership? Uh, I really think visibility is um, when I read the questions and, you know, just started to think like visibility is the biggest thing. Um, I, it, being an athletic director, some people don't know that this is not something that I just kind of fell into. It's something that I always wanted to do. And I've never actually had a male athletic director. I've only had female athletic directors. So Donna Bison at Sumter High and Charlene Johnson at South Carolina State like they were examples of women in league. I saw it. So I knew it was, could it be a possibility for me because I thought it was like a normal thing since I've never had a male one. And then starting to get into coaching, I'm looking around and it's like, oh no, there's not a lot. That was just like an anomaly that I had this experience. So I think visibility is the biggest thing. Um, I've had female athletes at my school ask me, you know, how is it? And I'm glad I'm able to be that example to them, if that's the avenue they want to go down, that it's possible. I like I like that that word you use, visibility. That's something that we take for granted, you know, because you have young ladies that that looks up to you and, and that that use you as mentors and people to help guide them. And being able to see someone do it tends to empower folks to know that they can do it too. So I like how you use that word, visibility. Yeah, I think that um, it's you do what you see. And sometimes, uh, especially young people, they're going to, the fact that you're visible and then the type of personality you have, you're impacting so many young ladies, even if you don't know it just by a walk down the campus or a laugh or a smile or a shrug, um, the way you, you know, the way you carry yourself on social media and stuff like that. I think there's all of those things for them to see you in the position that you're in in which for the most part, the in the majority of school districts, you said you've never had a female AD. You've never, you've never, you've only had female ADs. Mm-hmm. And from, on the flip side of that, I've only had one female AD for one. And she only did it for one year because she couldn't, ha- she couldn't deal with it. Mm-hmm. And she had a tough time dealing with it. It was her first mm-hmm. year as AD, first AD job. And she, she, after one year she quit. Cause she said she didn't have any life outside of that. No kids, no nothing else, wasn't married. And so that's why I feel odd. And so to see uh, you in this position, I know some women, some women, and not only young women, but young black women are looking at you and going, okay, I don't just have to go here. I don't just have to be an athlete. I don't just have to be a coach. I don't just have to be a teacher. I can actually go and run something. You know, you see principals all the time, but in athletics, you see female principals all the time, but not in athletics, you really don't see female ladies too often. Right. No. no, that's a great point. But I like I always say, I, I, I really believe in diversity and it has to be diverse. It has to be diverse. So, Coach, you got you got a question? For Coach? Yeah, I think that brings I, I think that point I made about the 80 that, you know, she she kind of after one year was out. It brings us to this. Like what for you? And then I'll, I'll talk about some that because, you know, in reading, I'll talk about some other ones. If you don't bring one up, what have been some challenges that you've actually had to face? or overcome being in your position. Cause say uh, somebody told me the other day, when you say yes to something, you got to say no to something else. 
<laughs> as, as demanding as your job is as an athletic director, you have to be at all these different events and all the time. And and you're mm-hmm. single mom, or yes. or not? Yes. Okay. All right. Somebody, somebody working on that. Somebody <laughs> working on that. My bad. I, it's not about that. Don't. Ask me. I felt like I needed to ask you that because get all her business. Kind of pushed you in the corner. Like, I didn't. I, I was I just can see her face when you said that. And, no, I was just. I'm, I'm, that was a big ups to her. That wasn't a. I was nah, like, no, I'm no, doing great. it. I, you know, I was raised by a single mom. Superwoman, no. you know what I'm saying? That's on the chest. I want everyone to be married. Once okay. I got married, I felt everyone needs to be you married. You just want everybody to be like you. That's all right. it is. I just right. don't think it's fair. It's, <laughs> you don't it's, think it's fair? No, it's not fair to be single. The man lived a good life, man. Exactly. Enjoy. But so what have been some of those challenges that you faced and, and how did you get over them? I would say give us about your two major ones, mostly. Uh, biggest challenge. Um, understanding that, and, well, I guess being flexible. Um, being a single mother, uh, it was one of them that's, that's a challenge doing this job, but, uh, organization and then also understanding and being flexible. Um, so I have, you have to be organized, uh, with all the different schedules, with, uh, different, um, uh, with the transfers coming in, uh, because, you know, there are different rules for a transfer and you have to make sure that you do, you know, your, 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 uh, background, your check. To make sure that they are eligible so that was an adjustment that i had to make that was a challenge of learning all of that on the fly and um teaching while doing that that was a challenge i know some ad's don't have to but that was a big challenge for me because i uh pride myself on being a good educator so um like when you said uh say you have to you say yes to something you gotta say no to something well i felt like i was spreading myself thin and i was having to say no to a lot of the outside things that I might have enjoyed doing, um, like running and be hanging out with my friends versus now I'm packed the entire week because I may have a soccer game, a tennis match, a softball game, attract me all in one week. And I'm still trying to be the best mom I can be to my daughter. So those, um, those are some of the challenges that was, I guess, that balance and being flexible. I like that. I like that word. Flexibility is huge. And being a single mom, I know that that presented some huge challenges. I want you to elaborate on that a little bit before we move to the next question. Like, what, how, how, how can you encourage other single parents out there that want to pursue careers in leadership on how to stay the course and not get discouraged? Um, one thing, well, I have a 10 a, a year old daughter, so she's a female automatically looking at seeing, being the example of seeing mom. That's one of the things that kept me going. Also, I have a great support system. I know everybody um, does not always have that great support system, but uh, with, I worked at Flora when this happened, but uh, Josh and, and Josh knows and he kind of sympathizes with me. I lost my mother in 2015. She was my biggest support system along with my father. So I had to lean heavily on my father, who's now retired. He's a great granddad, and he stepped in wonderfully. I actually had uh, teen moms who would uh, take my daughter at games and and stuff in the stands and care for them, like care for her as if she was one of their children. 
So that support system is also something that you should lean on because if your support system loves you, then they will step in and allow, you know, your dreams to, to come true because, and that's exactly what my dad and my support system did for me. And so that's how I'm able to do this job because I know that I can lean on them as well as her father. He's helped a lot as well. I like, I like how you made it about being bigger than yourself when you said that your child is seeing you basically accomplish this, this task, you know, do your job and, and, and chase your goals and aspirations. So I like how you made that. And I think that helps anyone, you know, fight through moments. And, and like coach Sanders always like to say, my God, Brian Sanders, see it through, you know, it helps you, it helps you see it through. So when you make it um, bigger than yourself, it tends to give you a little extra courage, a little extra motivation, a little bit more fight to see it through and keep going. So I, I appreciate that point. Hopefully that helps someone, man, that, that could be going through some of those challenges. Yeah. Next, uh, next, I'm going to ask you this. Mm-hmm. Please, give me some um, really good characteristics of, of, of women in leadership, you know, and I, and I, and I know most people are going to say, well, a, a good leader is a good leader. It doesn't matter if you're a man or a woman, that's fine. And I agree. Like, I believe everyone should be loved and treated, you know, equally. But yeah. also agree that you have to have diversity. You have to have differences. You don't want everything to be the same. And a lot of times men and women have different perspectives and views on things. And that doesn't that doesn't mean it's negative. That just means it's different. And, and, and differentiation is always good in my in my book when it's about production, not nonsense. So what are some sure. risks of, of a woman in leadership? Uh, one thing that always stuck out to me, uh, I have a really good friend that I work with, um, Coach Cornell. He's the defensive coordinator at um, LR, and he works at King. He's one of the track coaches, and he gave me some advice because, you know, me and him have similar personalities, and um, he always likes to tell me I have Napoleon complex sometimes because I'm small and I feel the need to, you know, talk loud and whatever. And I mean, I'm not even a loud talker, but uh, so he told me that as a female, I should approach situations, not like how a male would approach situations, but more of like, uh, more like you catch more, what is it? More with honey instead of vinegar or something like that. Some of that analogy, like uh, I could cater to my feminine side and I could get people to, you know, be on board with certain things that I wanted to try to implement rather than demanding or requesting just because I'm in a position of power or, uh, you know, authority over someone else. Um, even though I've worked for male ADs and uh, male leaders who just say what they want and they get it, but I, I couldn't, I, I didn't, I couldn't do the same thing and get the same type of response if that makes sense. So. I just started to, you know, not be, I guess, the demanding, even though I'm like, well, I'm your boss, so technically you should do it just because of that. But that's not how you get people to be on your side or be buy into your vision, especially as a female, because a lot when this male dominated space, you know, they'll a lot of males are not as progressive as you all. And so they like I'm not taking orders or whatever from a female and so I haven't really had that issue um all the co- I'm lucky enough to have worked at a place where I was already a coach first so a lot of the coaches there I had relationships with already they already knew me as 
you know, so I never had really the, you know, so much of the pushback of being a female. But I think that that's one big characteristic that a female should have. It's just being understanding of tone and things like that, because it, it can come off a little, you know, whatever to a male. And you have to understand everybody's not in the same place. Um, being firm in your vision for what you have and not being easily swayed just because you are a female. If you have a vision for how you want things to go and how you want things to run, you can ask for advice and stuff, but ultimately it is your department and you should feel like you are going to run it the way you have a vision for running it. Um, as well as, you know, um, being organized. So that's a big key because eyes are constantly on you as a female. It's like, they are looking for any any reason to say, oh, she's not quick to do that job. Even though a male can make the exact same mistakes as a first-year AD or as a first-time person in that job, like, they're not as heavily scrutinized as a female is because, you know, because of that, just that she's not qualified or whatever, just simply based on that. I like I like how you made the point that, you don't have to see things from a male perspective to get things done. It's okay to be yourself. The biggest thing I got from that for any leader, man, woman, cat, dog, it's okay to be yourself. You don't have to fit a certain mold in order to be a quality leader, in order to be a good leader. So I really like that characteristic. That stood out to me. What you got? What you got, Koji? Um, yeah, my next one for you is a little bit what we didn't uh we didn't i didn't send this one to you ahead of the time so uh it's so what do you consider um an advantage what, what would you say might be an advantage to being a woman in leadership if any uh an advantage um i would say that well I mean, it goes back to, like I, like I said, the example of you just get more, you attract more, you know, what is it, bees with honey or whatever. Yeah, so, are- y'all know what I'm talking about. Right. But, <laughs> but um, just that feminine, like it's a lot of sponsors and things like that that I've talked to. And I think they simply gave me a discount or whatever, just simply because you're just nice. Like, you, we don't, we've never, like I've gotten in this role like that I've never, they've never had an AG go to the, uh, uh, alumni meetings, or they've never had an AB do this, and, or I'll do a take that extra step and write a, a note for um, my uh, referees or stuff that come. And I've heard like, and I and I get a lot of you know um, breaks on some things, so it could be a discount on some shirts one time when I go, or something like that, just because I went the extra mile to say thank you, I guess. And that's just like a feminine characteristic, I guess, um, to you know, kind of do those extra girly touches or whatever. And that, that kind of gets, you know, some advantages for our athletes in terms of me when I'm purchasing things or things like that or sponsorship. No doubt. No doubt. That's a great point. I, I, like I said, it's a great leader is a great leader, but I also believe, like I'm going to say it again, that diversity is very important and we see things from different perspectives, you know, as a man and as a woman. But again, that doesn't make anyone less than anyone else. That just means that things are seen differently. And as long as everyone's being respectful and everyone's like being focused on the mission at hand and not their own agendas, I think we can, I think we can accomplish a lot no matter what. So I definitely like that. Um, I pick at you a little bit. You said something 
said that. Oh, know, here we go. No, no. I mean, because I'm a probably I know I'm going to go through this eventually, but you're already going through it. What your your daughter is in what fourth grade now, and she's already taller than you. Like how? <laughs> what what are you going through right now? She's not taller than me yet. Question before we get to the last question. Like what? Like I seen a picture. Like y'all was standing shoulder to shoulder, and she was taller than you. She's already wearing. Tell me if I'm if I'm not telling the, the truth. She's already fitting your clothes. Yeah. She fits your clothes. Yeah, that, part is, that part is true. She she can fit some of my clothes. Yes. Okay, I like how you try to put some. <laughs> she's four eleven, and I'm five two, so I still got a little bit of time. Uh, not that much time. Yeah, I saw the picture though. I saw the picture, and she was taller than you. I've I'm gonna give you the opportunity to retract before I post that picture during the show. But I just oh want to, but I'm 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 look. This is what I'm gonna do. Let me get to this last question because I see that kind of bothered you. <laughs> I know her dad. Her dad's a really tall man, so it's nothing to feel bad about. But let's let's get to this. And uh, I think this is a biggie. This is a biggie. Okay. What do we need to do to push for more equitable balance for women in leadership? See, like most people use the word um, equality and equal, but I think equity is probably more important. I think equity is more important. So, so mm -hmm. what do we need to do to push for more equitable balance um, for women in leadership? Uh, I believe that it goes back to, it's kind of like you can kind of see it with the NBA and the WNBA. It took the big heavy hitters of athletics of the NBA to speak out on it and to make kind of a fuss about it, you know? Um, so I think that, it's when that happens, starts happening more. When um, people start abandoning the way it's always been and being open to um, to making sure that, you know, working conditions and things like that and uh, are the same for women and for men. Um, but it's going to take buy-in from men first before it's even seen as being important. So the more that people have conversations about it and talk about it and start to address the elephant in the room when it comes to that then and start to actually make strides and changes, then I think that, I mean, but that's the first step is getting people who are already in place to actually say something about it or else, you know, if they don't, they're quiet about it, then, you know, it's just going to keep getting looked over and things are just going to continue the way it's going to continue. So that it's going to start with their first. Yeah. That frightens me though, because getting the powers that be to, give up their positions and get uncomfortable. I, I just don't really see them naturally doing that. So mm -hmm. that kind of frightens me because if you can look at how the whole NCAA women's weight room and men's weight room for the NCAA tournament slash bubble played out, that was like, it <laughs> right. was, it was ludicrous. You yeah. know, it was ridiculous. Like these are high level women that play sports at the highest level. Mm-hmm. How in the world do you go all out on the men's side and the women's side looks like something I wouldn't even be motivated to work out in? You know what I'm saying? And I, you know what I mean? So it's like I need all the bells and whistles to motivate me. And it's just like the fact. And, and, it, I'm, and I'm not going to lie. I was fighting mad because like then you say, oh, we dropped the ball. 
How, no, you did not drop the ball. You meant to do that. Right. That was you didn't a, even attempt to pick it up. No, that was but it was a, a <laughs> conscious decision. Yeah. Because you right. knew exactly what you were doing. Just say, hey, hey, we are crappy, right? <laughs> right. And we just aren't being good people right now. And we have to be better. Don't say it. Don't give me the words like mistakes. And it was yeah. exciting. Oversight. <laughs> don't do that. Don't do that. We're talking about we're talking about women that 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 play at the highest level and like they're playing on TV too. So you're getting money from that also. Yeah. So don't don't tell me that. So that really bothered me. So I do believe the powers that be need to speak up, but I also believe that the powers that are needs to go ahead and focus our energy on the movement and not even worry about people that don't want change. That's something I've really been focusing on. A lot of times I think we give too much authority to the people that don't want change. And we could be using Mm -hmm. that the people that want change, the people that want to change, we could be using that energy and bringing our thoughts together to create the change that we want. Because obviously the NCAA women and men was a, was a prime example of that. The weight, the, something as simple as the weight room was a prime example of that because I, I just don't see how you think. Well, I think, I think, of that. Go I ahead. think a portion of that is, you know, the people, the powers that be, so to speak, or the people in the room. It might be somebody in that room who wants change, but they may feel as though somebody else, that the majority doesn't. And so rather than stick mm-hmm. out as a sore thumb mm-hmm. so to speak or, and, and, and speak out on this issue and possibly lose their their their, position. Their, their, their position or livelihood or way of making money or how, however, however you want to put it. And that's what I think happens in all aspects of anything that involves mm-hmm. change. It is, there's people that want change that'll say something. There's people that want change that won't say anything. And then there's the right. people that don't care. And then there's mm-hmm. the people that don't want change. And there's more, if the people that want to change but refuse to speak up would actually speak up, the change I think would happen because the people in the middle are kind of like, they don't care which way the ball, the, the, the pendulum swings. They'll just go with whatever is, is, is there. So okay. the problem is, I think it's those people that stay quiet. It's not the people mm-hmm. that are shouting from the rooftops or the people that are on the opposite aisle. It's the people who are, who feel that way and are not speaking up on, and are not joining the other people for fear of losing something, you know, right. but, what is what is life for sacrifice though? A lot of people care about that. Like that's like, like well look, it's not affecting my job and so I care about like it's not really about progressiveness and that they just as long as I'm good, like then that's it. So I, I completely understand that. But I it is gonna take the people who uh need to, you know, step up um and speak up on that behalf and you know, that's where it's gonna start. But like you said, Josh, that's kind of scary that that's what we have to depend on. Yeah, I just don't believe I, I call me a radical. Call me what you want. I just don't believe in depending on them anymore because it's it's just not going to change. Like I, I, I'm just if I'm telling you not to walk on my grass and you keep walking on the grass, I'm going to come up with something myself to stop you from walking on the grass. I'm not going to wait for you to be like, OK, hey, I'm not going to walk on this grass anymore. I'm going right, right. to do something. To stop you from walking off, I'm going to use every angle before it returns, before um, it becomes violent or hostile mm-hmm. to stop you from walking on grass. Now, if I put up a fence and you jump that fence to walk on that grass, now I know we got an issue. Now yeah. I know 
means you literally want to stop my grass from growing. And grass is symbolic of the growth that we want yeah. as people. So I can't, I'm not going to, I'm not going to keep dealing, giving those people authority over me. I'm not going to whine to them. I'm not going to complain to them. I'm going to come up with ways to, to, to change it ourselves. Cause I think we have enough people that want change and we can go from there, but I don't, I, I don't have any more um, questions for coach. If no, I'm, I'm out just great job there. Yeah, before we get to the shout outs, I'm gonna let you go. Cause I know you got kids to raise and Sid's almost taller than you. <laughs> Probably got to later. So we usually ask a basketball question, but being the fact that you are a track person, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I, I want you to give me your all-time, and it could be men and women, relay one um four by one four by one relay team. You could put four. Men and women? Yeah, men and women. Men and women. Oh, you could do all women or whoever you think. No, no, I was just saying men and women. Okay. No, no, all no. Right. no. I want a separate men and I don't want a separate women. I want your best relay team ever. So you got, whether it's men or women, if you got two women and two men, or you got three men and one woman, or three women and one man, I don't care. I want to know what your all-time relay team is. I'm just gonna throw my favorite people on there because they're my favorite people. So yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they're who I like to see run. It's one unpopular opinion, but I'm gonna have her on there anyway. Is Marion Jones. Um, she's still like one of my faves, so I'm just biased right there. Uh, Maurice Green, um, Hussein Bolt, and Jackie Joyner Cushman. So three women and one guy. I thought I made two, two, uh, two right. women. I did three women. That's the alternate. That was the alternate. That was alternate. No, you could you could pick you could pick you could pick more women than men. No, you could pick whoever you want. Yeah, you could pick whoever you want. Women, women. That's all right. Mary Jones, yeah, yeah, that was three, right? Yeah, yeah. So that works. I don't, I don't, I don't have one. What was you don't have one? No. Why you don't have one? Because I don't want one. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. One name, one name escapes me, but I was going to go. I was with you on Marion Jones, Usain Bolt, Justin Gatlin. Okay. And, oh, God, his name started with a C. He got in all that trouble. God. Well, you know what? <clears throat> Let me say mine because both of y'all will be disrespectful. <clears throat> to who? Okay. To the legends. Give okay, me Car go ahead. Carlos. Carlos. That's the one I was going to put. That's the one I was going to put. That's what I said his name started with a C. I forgot. I said, I said my favorite runners. Like, I want my favorite. That's why I said that. But go ahead. Josh. Give me, um, give me Carl Lewis. Okay. Boat. Flo Joe. And Jackie. Mm -hmm. Percy. Okay. That's my four. I mean, but for the most part, the most of those overlapped with somebody. Except for Flojo. Yeah, but like, how do you not have Flojo on your all-time list? I thought Marion Jones was better. I was a better runner than her. I just, no, she's, uh, I, I wasn't, I like to see Marion Jones run. And she's really nice. I met her at Penn Relay my freshman year. So, <laughs> I guess I'm biased. She was just super nice. Yes. <laughs> well, all right. Well, we appreciate you but coming. Huh? Michael John. Oh, yeah, I forgot about him. Yeah, I should have said Michael, that. 
So, well, I mean, I consider him to be more of a two for guy, um, but he wasn't that nice in person. So, oh, really? he didn't make. It. No, he wasn't. Well, we would like to say that we thank you for being on once again with us. We really appreciated uh, you spending some time with us. Um, uh, we want to let the people know where they can find you on social media or uh, any and any shout outs. Okay. Um, well, one shout out to y'all. Thank you, Josh, and um, for for finally getting me on the show because he knows that I've been giving him a hard time about it since the show ever started. I was like, wow, like, yeah, them on the show, and you could like, are we your friends? Just let me know. Just let me know. So I'm just so excited to like, I finally got the call. Like, I was like, oh my gosh, five years later, and I got the call. <laughs> um, I asked you to get on the show. No, I'm not going to even do that. Thank you for getting on the show, Nicole. Thank you. <laughs> so, shout out to y'all. Um, shout out to the to the great student athletes at Keenan High School. Um, and, of course, my daughter for finally leaving me alone a little bit to, to allow me to do this. So, um, And on social media, I'm at EducatorMNS on Twitter. Okay, thank you once again. Um, we're going to have you back on. Uh, I'm gonna try to force Josh to invite you more because it was it was his fault um, that you hadn't been invited. So we're gonna make sure that he gets you on. So uh, <laughs> until the next. <laughs> hey Josh, you got it. Yeah, man, I got I got some shout outs. Shout out to everyone that's fighting a good fight. Keep fighting. <laughs> I think we're gonna think. You know, things are gonna continue to turn for the better. Things are gonna get better but let's 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 put our energy into people that want to change uh shout out to you nicole for being on the show appreciate that i value that for finally accepting our invitation oh coming (laughs) coming on the show it was a blessing to have you and last but not least you know shout out to uh these these young people that that are that are a part of this change that we're going through because this, this youth movement, that's, that's who it's going to be. And young people, I'm dependent on you and older folks. Yeah. Let's make sure we guide them the right way. Not with our agenda, but what's best for everyone. Coach. E, right. uh, uh, want to say shout out to all the uh, youngins out there trying to make themselves great. Uh, shout out to all the teachers out there still getting in the classrooms and doing what they can for these young people. Um, and shout out to the parents. Uh, doing their best to raise the kids the best that they can with what they can, especially in these times of uh, these hard economic times for some. Uh, I happen to be blessed. Um, and some of us happen to be blessed to have not lost a job or lost their business and everything else. And so I'm grateful for what I have. And just shouts out to those parents that are doing all they can with what they can. Now, until the next time, you know, it is keep God first. Everything else to follow. Peace. Peace out. You know those national sports shows that only talk about the big national teams and never give your local Carolina teams or players any coverage? Yeah, we're not one of those. The all-new Carolina Sports Talk is your home for your favorite local sports news. Hosted by yours truly, Big Cliff, let's talk about the latest events in sports each week directly in the heart of the Carolinas. Check us out as a part of Crux Media, located wherever podcasts are available.